River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Niner Nuts. I'm Dan here along with James. James, say hello. What's up, Niner Nation? And for the first time since, well, technically the NFC Championship, but uh, for the first time since, oh, I didn't actually pull that up. For the first time in a long time, (laughs) in 12, 13 regular season games, depending on where you count, we are mourning a loss in the regular season. We fell to the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland to a score of 19 to 17 and just wasn't a good game all around. It wasn't a good game anywhere, uh, any way you look at it. Um, the stats, I'm trying to flip them over here. Uh, Purdy, Purdy finally looked human for the first time. Uh, yeah. He uh, completed less than half his passes, only 125 yards, a touchdown, and his first pick of the year. He only had a 55 quarterback rating. None of our running backs did very good. Um, our only receiver to have meaningful amount of yards was Brandon Ayuk, and most of that was from two of, from two catches, especially that very last one he caught. Um, well, then on the Cleveland side, P.J. Walker had almost 200 passing yards. He did have two picks and no touchdowns, but so his rating's actually worse. He actually has a 45 rating somehow, but um, two picks will do that, but they ran over 160 yards on us on the ground. We gave up 100 yards to Amari Cooper. No one else in the passing game, surprisingly, had that good a game. But this wasn't a game of offenses. This was a game of defenses. We were the number three defense coming into this game. They were the number one defense. And I'll admit, coming into I because I didn't really pay attention to Cleveland football, it should have been a little bit more of a red flag for me that there was a good 40 yards average difference between them and number two for total yards of defense. But I thought, oh, it's Cleveland. They played Tennessee. They played yada, yada. Like, they played the Steelers. Like, we should handle these guys fine. Walker's playing quarterback. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> that front seven in Cleveland, kudos to them. They were fierce. They were disrupting everything that we were doing the the man coverage that they dared us to play against those corners and safeties are very very good uh in newsom and ward i knew ward was good coming in but newsom was amazing their their safeties were great um and uh their defensive coordinator uh james uh remind me of that guy's name he was the uh, the denver oh jim swartz yeah i didn't know this but uh whenever kyle shanahan is calling it uh coordinator or head coach Apparently, Jim Schwartz is nine and one against him in the last ten me- meetings. It doesn't surprise me because Jim. Schwartz yeah, I didn't. The... <laughs> I didn't know that either. So Jim, Jim Schwartz helped the. I mean, was the defensive coordinator when we won the Super Bowl, um, and yeah, I mean, I mean, you guys had a backup quarterback that year when we played you guys, but still, he destroyed his defense, destroyed your offense. Uh, that year when we played you guys, like we just, it was a bad year for you guys. You didn't, I think you didn't have a quarterback answer whatsoever. And which uh, year was this? 2017 when we played you, we played you in the, the year we won the Super Bowl and we crushed you. Uh, oh, you would have been probably playing Hoyer or 
Bethard. Maybe. It was Bethard. It was Beat Hard. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> that makes that makes sense. Bethard didn't really pan out for us. Um, yeah. So anyway, but yeah, I I mean, I didn't know that stat about Jim Schwartz versus Kyle Shanahan, but I Schwartz. literally found that out this morning. Like, uh, it was on Good Morning Football. I watched their blurb about our game, and yeah, I didn't I didn't know Jim Schwartz was the one coach that knows Kyle Shanahan better than anybody. Like the only really notable other losses I can even think of is Andy Reed, Andy Reed, obviously. And then, um, uh, Bill Belichick, but Belichick's just a genius. Like when he actually has the right players, we should say now, (laughs) but, (laughs) but yeah, no Jim Schwartz, dude, uh, game ball to him. He, he figured us out. He made Purdy Lacumen completely erased our passing game. Our running game was very hit and miss. Uh, but it was, it wasn't entirely out of grasp, but that's, that's the thing that I'm like, I would, I would have been sad if it was a colossal beatdown. but I really hope in the way that they were, the Cowboys were saying it was humbling the way that we pummeled them. The fact that both Cleveland and San Francisco, we both were just, dog fighting with our defenses back and forth and back back and forth and both of us could have put the other one away very easily multiple times uh uh i forgot the quarterback's name already not purdy uh the pj Walker. walker walker should have been picked off like four more times purdy really i mean purdy really could have had more than one pick too um but i'm thinking also of uh the missed kicks we both missed kicks Moody, Moody's not perfect anymore. I'm also really bummed out about that. He missed the, <laughs> he missed the game winner too, which breaks my heart for him. His first attempt at a real legit game winner, and he missed it. God, I feel so bad for him. But yeah, but that's part of the, the opportunities I'm talking about. We, uh, Cleveland didn't capitalize on the interception off of Purdy. We almost picked off Walker in the end zone. It hit Odom in the hands, and he dropped it. Um, and then, uh, again, the missed kicks and then all the, I don't know if we want to wait, spend too much time on it, but Jesus Christ, dude, 25 penalties for over 200 yards between the two of us. Like, I can't even complain about it. Cause like when you watch, I had to watch the game late full disclosure, but while I was watching the game and I saw that the flags were going both sides, like, they were being just as ticky tacky on the Browns as much as us. So I can't really complain that much. I can, I can complain that it was just a bad crew in general, but (laughs) yeah, it definitely was. And especially on that last Cleveland drive where they took the lead. I mean, those two penalties, they, they called on them were, were BS, but I mean, even with that, getting, getting a lead off, I understand it looked more vicious than it was. And they weren't going to go under the booth for the Gibson hit. But that that was so ticky tacky. The the Mooney hold that that to me looked like his hand was just on his back, open palm, not grabbing him. I but I mean, it's it's the bigger point that I'm trying to say is that bo- both of us had multiple opportunities. We were it was like we were both trying to give each other the win. And yeah, if Moody didn't miss either kick, but then that would have been a fourth down stand that we would have had to done. And maybe Cleveland would have scored a touchdown. And I, I, I went through this whole rabbit hole yesterday about like so many, well, what if this happened? What if that happened? The reality is, is that it was very, very sloppy. We did not execute very well. And really, even if Moody got the 
kick. Yes, of course, I'd be celebrating for six and oh, and I'm not going to lie and pretend I wouldn't be like, oh, well, hey, wins a win. Like, of course I would. But uh, no, this well, was, I hope this is an eye opening game. Like it's it reminded me. And I guess we I personally needed that reminder that, oh, yeah, it's football. Any given Sunday does apply to you guys, even though, uh, yeah, we lost that NFC Championship game from bizarre injury, and we hadn't lost a regular season game in damn near a year. Yeah, we can we can lose just like anybody else, and I, <clears throat> it was kind of nice because I feel like I was taking that for granted how good we had been in the regular season up to this point. So <laughs> my yeah. rant's over. Um, but but I mean, I think we learned a couple of lessons too this year too in in the in betting like. Both the 49ers and Miami crushed at home against an opponent and then went on the road the following week and pretty much, you know, didn't do so well because they were high off their uh, their win, you know. And maybe we take that in consideration next time we bet because, like, you know, these home wins that are so pummeling like they both of those were – when they if they're going on the road the next week they're high off that win and it's hard to you know keep that momentum going when you have a team that's like okay you know they are really good now we really need to step up and you know when you're 5 and 0 when you're undefeated everybody wants to take your o away from you and that's that's what happened this week this was happened to you guys this is what happened to the eagles and it's just you know people you know, it's just football. That's just what it is. And I mean, you have to just sort of like, as Jalen Hurts says, flush it and um, move on to the next game and just sort of have a bad memory about what happened, you know? So yeah, the, the 48 hour rule, I think, I think I might've heard Har Harbaugh say that the first time I heard that term of phrase, the, do you know the 48 hour rule? I don't think I'm familiar with it, but go ahead. It's, um, it's basically um, celebrate for 48 hours or mourn the loss for 48 hours. And then it's game time. Like starting it go, it coincides with most team schedules where you play on Sunday, you're off on Monday. Um, some teams come back Tuesday. Most teams come back on Wednesday, but once the Monday and Tuesday uh, have passed, like it doesn't matter that you won. It doesn't matter that you lost. It's, it's, basically going back to zero trying to approach every week that it's zero zero it's it's don't listen to any of the noise outside like stop celebrating stop mourning like get your helmet on and let's practice because we got another game coming up yeah that's more or less the 48 hour rule and well i mean that they're gonna have to use the 48 hour rule you know mourn this loss and then move on uh next week to the vikings which i think they'll be prepared for um you know the vikings uh, in prime time with Kirk Cousins against the 49ers. Yeah, I I think that the 49ers are going to regroup, and that's that's going to be pretty much an easy win. They're going to come back in and say, hey, you know, that was just a one-fluke game. You know, we're going to – let's go out there and crush the Vikings and Kirk Cousins in prime time. I think it's – I think we're going to be oh, – I, I honestly think we're going to be okay. Like, yeah, I was emotional and, like, kind of, like – kind of bummed out about it yesterday but really like we haven't had an undefeated team since that dolphins team like this is part of where the taking it for granted kind of came in i was just like okay like yo we lost to the browns by two points in crappy weather against 
Now I know they're the number one defense in the league for a reason. They were a really, really, really good defense. And I can't, I'm not going to project onto them that they were underprepared or anything or like underestimated them. Like it's clearly like, clearly nobody was, nobody expected that game to go that way. Purdy didn't play good. Warner and the whole defense didn't play that good. Like, I bet the defense is going to be talking about, hey, maybe we were too worried about getting to Walker, a backup quarterback, and we let them run over 150 yards on us on the ground with uh, two backup running backs. Like, because uh, I mean, the man coverage, our man coverage didn't do that bad on defense. We picked him off twice. Like, uh, the only plays that were really bad were um, the one where Demo literally just slipped and fell, and then Cooper ran for 40 yards and. Uh, his other amazing catch was just a jump ball. Ward was covering him perfectly. There was nothing else that he could do. He just Cooper high pointed it perfectly. Um, and then, I mean, uh, Moody's going to be beating himself up enough. Like I, I know well, Moody. Gonna, Moody after the game said the loss was on him. That that were his, that's what his quotes were. Like he's like, I had a chance to win the game for the team, and you know he didn't even he didn't shank it that bad though. Like yes, a miss is a miss and a mix make, but like. I like to think that, like, I like to take into consideration, like, how bad it was. Like, it really wasn't that bad. Like, I, I yeah, I it wasn't. Admit, it I, wasn't a Vanderjack miss. No, it know? was. <laughs> I like to. Th- I, I, I imagine that with just how windy it is there. Like, I guess he thought that it needed to hook a little this way or that way, and then the wind just took it because it really wasn't that. It really wasn't that bad a miss. It was maybe a foot off. Like it, it wasn't gonna doink, but. But no, he's gonna be beating himself up a lot. And I I hope that I hope that doesn't pull him down too much. And I feel like the locker room is going to hoist him up pretty good. I feel like it the culture in our locker room is incredibly supportive and especially well, we'll we'll get to see now. Like this is the first time that these guys have had a loss, like that wasn't caused by an act of God taking both our quarterbacks out. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't coordinated by a backup tight end and, and a guy who was arguably one of the best defensive players in the league last year. So this is our first big team loss. Let's put it that way. This was our first full top down team loss that we've had in basically a year. Like it's so yeah, it's good. It's a hard pill to swallow because we could have won that game in so many opportunities. But you know, I mean I'm I'm trying to finish my 48 hour rule we are taping this on monday the 16th i'm finishing my 48 hours and yeah i'm, a, I'm just a fan of course but i'm finishing my 48 hours i think the vikings is a very realistic opportunity for us to have a bounce back game it's on monday night we're in a dome kirk cousins o-line is not that good Justin jefferson's gonna be out of the game i i think it'll be a nice bounce back for us depending on how these injuries go um because i think we need to talk about that before i think we need to talk about that now before uh we have to move to the next one. Um, the injuries that we had in the game are notable names, but fortunately, at least as of right now, I haven't seen otherwise are not that bad. Uh, Christian McCaffrey has an oblique, which is like your side, like in your ribs. Um, we don't know the results of that MRI yet. We might get that result um, while we're taping though. But as of right now, it's just, he's questionable at minimum. Uh, Depot Samuel hurt his shoulder x-rays were negative but uh was clearly in enough pain that he can play the rest of the game after the first quarter and then trent williams avoided a high ankle sprain from his x-ray uh but is clearly going to be day-to-day with a sore ankle 
And then George Odom was banged up a little too, but I mean, he's mainly a special teamer. Um, right. Oren Burks was who I, I should have said. Oren Burks dropped the would have been end zone interception. But yeah, George Odom, he's mainly, a, he's an amazing special teams player, but um, he got banged up a little too, but I, I didn't see it, that it was anything serious with him. So, I mean, I don't know. I know you're the Eagles fan, but like, do, is it reassuring um, pending the CMC MRI? Uh, that at least the injuries don't appear to be that bad. And we do have the extra day to rest up for the Vikings. I mean, yeah, if they don't appear to be that bad, but really how much is it like it is bad, but we're going to play through it because, you know, guys have done that in the past. Like they just sort of said, oh, it's fine. And then the next thing you know, they they played the whole season with a torn rotator cuff or broken ribs or something like that. And you just honestly like – I wouldn't put it past Shanahan just to sort of end the organization just to sort of say, yeah, it's day to day, you know, and just, it'll, you know, they'll be fine. They'll come back, whatever. And just Debo's going to Debo will only not play unless the only reason Debo won't play is if his arm or leg or whatever extremity is literally broken in half. That man is just filled with, it's not muscle. He's got some sort of padding inside his body that, somehow he can get the crap beat out of him and not even miss a week. So I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I am half joking, but Debo I'm out of all those injuries. Uh, if one of them was going to miss the game, I wouldn't put my money on Debo. Debo literally has to like die on the field. No, like cannot put it out <laughs> there, but yeah, no offense, Hamlin, but, <laughs> but no, I just, I don't know. I, Hopefully the Christian MRI says it's just a strain in his oblique. Cause I mean that one, I don't know of all the injuries of all those, the one I want the least to happen. I would rather have Trent Williams out of the game than Christian McCaffrey or D I, I would rather have both Debo and, and Trent game tongue tied over CMC. I really don't want, we are going to be in a really bad spot if CMC actually has to miss time. Well, I mean, you're going to lose somebody really explosive on offense. And, you know, he's been, you know, primarily who the offense has been run through through the first six games of the season. And him being out with an oblique injury, oblique injury, um, yeah, that's that's not good. Um, you know, so you hope it's just something that is something that he could play through. Um, you know, that's something that, you know, if he – it doesn't get worse as it, as the season goes on if he takes those hits, whatever. So you you know, but we'll see. We'll see if if he comes back and if he can play. And you know, if he can play, is he going to be a hundred percent like he was before he got injured? At least it's not his ankle or knee. Like, I mean, I'm excuse me, I'm taking a little solace in that. That at least it's not his foot. It's not anything to do with his legs. Like. I hope that it because it's just his side. I've never had a side injury like like what he might be experiencing. It was bad enough that he came out for one play and then had to leave. Like I remember seeing him come out and he's a tough dude. If he had to if he if he said that he needed to go to the locker room, I can't imagine how painful that is compared to if we were experiencing that pain. But I don't know, fingers crossed. Well, your watch may even tell me, may may even tell us before my phone does if we get the MRI results today. But um, just disclaimer, yeah, we we don't know the result of the MRI yet. Anyway, 
Um, God, that's, this game was just so much to unpack. It was quite a, an emotional roller coaster. Like I watched the last, I literally watched the last two minutes live, but I had to watch the rest of the game, uh, after the fact. Um, and funny, funny story on YouTube TV, the DVR recording literally, uh, cut away to the Bucks and the Lions <laughs> before the Niners last drive. So thank God I saw that live because I couldn't watch it on the DVR recording for some reason. <laughs> oh man. That's I don't not... know why. Maybe if I clicked something, I don't know, but uh, I was fast forwarding after the, uh, I was fast forwarding after that last commercial break. And I was like, all right, well I'll get to watch Moody misses kick. And then Nope, it was uh, whoever the head Fox booth is, and then it was the creamsicles and the silver. And I was like, what the hell? What? It's literally <laughs> one drive. Like, <laughs> do you guys not appreciate that it's a two-point game with less than two minutes left? What's happening? <laughs> I mean, they literally said, according to NFL rules, that's what they said. They're like, according to NFL rules, we have to go to Bucks. Uh bucks lions and so <laughs> oh i, I didn't i like... didn't hear that explanation i was just skimming through it and i was just like why do i see the creamsicles now like <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but i luckily i was able to to put it on the uh the actual stream broadcast and still watch it um so i i did not miss the you know um the jake moody miss um, yeah, I, I I did see it live. It was again that was just the the replay when I was watching the whole game because I'm a professional. I was going to watch this entire game. Damn it! Like, <laughs> <laughs> come hell or high water, I if, win or loss, I'm watching the entirety of every game. Yeah, uh, it was it was cool. I was at a I was at my mom's house and uh, I just uh, what's it uh, casted? I stream casted off my off my phone onto the TV because she's got a Roku TV, right. So I was I I was sitting I I know this is a big tangent I was sitting there thinking I had to watch the Bears game and I was like you idiot you can cast it off your YouTube app and then I did that and I just had the, <laughs> I was barely paying attention to it because I was doing stuff but uh, I at least had it in the background for the occasional couple times I did walk in front of the TV <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but anyway I I don't know I got nothing else really to say other than um, I hope we never have this uh, officiating crew ever again I've never seen referees actually apologize for getting a call so wrong that kick return where they blamed it on cleveland when they should have blamed it on ambry thomas you remember that yeah 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 i never want this crew again they were so ticky tacky and they i don't know my i guess you would call it my san francisco version of yinzer is like you cost us the game on the last drive you mm, earmuffs like <laughs> I was so mad about that last drive, dude. Yeah, I, that last drive was just, uh, it was, it just felt like the refs were too much a part of the game, especially on that last drive. And twenty-five uh, flags for over two hundred yards. That's you don't even need to go deeper than that. Like, yeah, that's the kind of game we had. <laughs> yeah, it's, for sure. It went both ways, though. I mean, to be kind of fair, Cleveland, Cleveland, and us each had over ten penalties. We each had ten, at least ten penalties. I, what was it, twenty five total at the end? I don't know. I just, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to move. I'm ready to move on. This was a loss, but we're still fine. We're five and one, guys. There's no, no reason to sound the alarms yet. Minnesota's coming up, and we should be fine against them. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So, so with that, our sponsor for the show, RoyalRetros.com. That's RoyalRetros.com. It is your go-to place for authentic throwback 
athletic jerseys. They got football, basketball, baseball, hockey, all the major sports. Uh, I'll double check with you on soccer, but I can't imagine many soccer fans listen to this. <laughs> but uh, if you want to just stand out in the crowd or if you want to celebrate uh, an older time for your franchise, maybe you're more successful than, than you are now, uh, go to royalretros.com. They have absolutely beautiful designs. Uh, some franchises that don't even exist anymore are on there. And they have some awesome 49ers uh, Golden Gate era themed. Um, I can't James remind me the name of that. Uh, uh, the candlestick collection. Thank you. Candlestick. I didn't want to get that wrong. The candlestick collections on there now for Niners fans. Um, if you want to go and check that out, go to royalretros.com. And if you like anything, use our promo code shady sports to get 10% off of your order. It's not just one item. It's your entire cart. will get 10% off. If you use the code shady sports, again, at checkout, uh, it's royalretros.com. Go get yourself an authentic throwback jersey today, James. All right, guys. So if you follow the show, you know we've taken up a mantle of bringing owner accountability to the NFL due to the fact that they sat on some very serious information. One in particular, the Houston Texans minority owner was charged for some serious sexual crimes in Kentucky. The NFL knew about it for three months before they reported on it. Uh, and we all know if that was a player, we would have heard about it the next day as soon as they were charged. So we're trying to bring owner accountability to the NFL. That's why we are starting a hashtag. Uh, owner standards are less than player standards. Hashtag owner accountability. And to show you, we, we put our money where our mouth is. Guys, we are selling shirts for charities that will be going to a Kentucky crisis center. Uh, you can get that at bonfire.com by Googling Niner Nuts Apparel. Uh, but right here, owner standards, less than player standards, hashtag owner accountability. This is the statement we're trying to make. All T-shirts start at $22.99, but you can get this in different styles at different prices and different colors as well. Uh, our next T-shirt is the standoff T-shirt, uh, basically the Dan Snyder in the standoff with some other owners. $22.99 gets this t-shirt and you can get it in a pullover hoodie or crew neck sweatshirt as well. Uh, our next t-shirt is our podcast logo art. Uh, $22.99 gets you that in the t-shirt. You can get that in different styles. Uh, this is the podcast logo art that you'll find on Spotify or uh, at the beginning of the show or Apple podcast, you will see this. You can get it on a t-shirt for $22.99. Uh, our next one is our alternate t-shirt logo, uh, the Niner Nuts uh, logo, which just out the background. Uh, I have this shirt, very nice quality, $22.99, get you that. Uh, and plus we have that in different styles and different colors as well. And then finally, our Niner Nuts mascot. How can you say no to a peanut eating peanuts on the couch while watching and cheering for a San Francisco 49ers, $22.99 gets you that cool t-shirt. And you can have that in different styles and different colors as well. So go to bonfire.com, Google Niner Nuts Apparel. Uh, you, will, you will find that stuff there. Uh, so it's, when you Google Bonfire Niner Nuts Apparel, it's literally the first thing that comes up. Uh, it knows what you want. And just click that link and support a Kentucky Crisis Center today. Yes, uh, it's our it's our way of giving back. We love the football community and what football brings uh, to all of our lives and all the good that football does. Um, but we think it's like James said, we think it's kind of hypocritical when the owners don't get held to the same standards that um, that everyone else does just because they're owners and 
have so much money and power and whatnot. We just, we want to do our part to uh, raise awareness of this. And uh, we don't want any money off these shirts. We want you to have a cool shirt and we want to help somebody's life in Kentucky. That's right, guys. All proceeds go to the Kentucky Crisis Center. We are not taking a dime for any of these t-shirts that are sold. Yep. Okay. And uh, any, news just, for, any news for us, Dan? I have not received any updates on uh, Christian McCaffrey yet. Uh, they have not disclosed uh, what came from that MRI. That's probably going to be uh, on the 17th. Uh, so unfortunately for here, just keep an eye out on X and... Uh, and all the socials <laughs> for that. We don't we don't have that breaking news. Hopefully it's just a muscle strain and not a broken rib. A broken rib would be really bad news. Um in fact, I'm actually going to check Roto, well, <laughs> the the website formerly known as Roto World just to be sure and uh nope, Christian McCaffrey just had his MRI today. That's the only thing. There's no Nope, there's no results of the MRI yet. So no, that's the only that's the only news I kind of care about right now too. I don't even care that the Cowboys are playing the Chargers uh, while we're taping. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not even gonna watch that because it is game one. It is game one of the NLCS, so I'm not even watching Monday Night Football. I don't care to get the Cowboys. I'm not gonna watch the Cowboys when the Phillies are on. No way. Uh, dude, October baseball. This is this is your time right now. I'm oh, very man, I'm, I'm very happy you guys are. Um, oh, who'd you say you're playing again? We're playing the Arizona Diamondbacks, who I'm very scared of. Like they, they're just playing with house <laughs> money. They're playing with house money. So like nobody expected them to even get into the playoffs, and now they're here, and now they're in the NLCS. Like we is have Bumgarner home- still a Diamondback. Uh he may be, but I I don't think he's on the roster. I don't think he's on. He may have gotten hurt or something. I don't think he's on the roster anymore or even on the playoff roster because nobody's talked about him. Okay. Um, no, he's well like pitching. He, we're well past 2012. I Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not expecting him to have been an impact player. I just I could have swore I saw that he signed with the Diamondbacks a while ago. Not he that did. that would he not did. that that would not that that would uh, assuade me from cheering for Philly tonight. I just I don't know. Bumgarner did such an amazing job on the 2012 World Series. Yeah, I I know I know all about Bumgarner. So, <laughs> yeah. and so, but we don't have to listen to Joe Buck say his name 232 times. So, who's gonna call? Is it gonna be? Uh, is it gonna be Kevin and Craig calling the World Series now? No, I don't think so. I think it's gonna be. I don't even know who's gonna be calling. I'm trying to think who called the World Series last year. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't them. They're not, it would have, oh yeah, it would have been last year would have been the first world series without Joe Buck. Um, yeah, I should ask ask my, uh, I actually don't know if my Patriots fan, he's a Phillies fan too. Um, I just don't know if he wants me to say his name on mic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he know who's, I don't know if he would know who the announcers are, but, um, anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, outro music, River Road, Justin Muth. We'll see y'all Monday night. Beat the Vikings. River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. River Road, where have all the women gone? Have they kissed her hand and waved you bye-bye? Have they thought about crossing your double yellow lines? River Road, they love the way you whine and cry.